Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Ben. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Oh, hello and welcome to episode 111 of the usual podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. What's up, buddy? Oh, oh. (laughs) I thought we were both pausing. Well, I was going to edit mine out, but now we're both doing it. So, yeah, we're starting the show. How you doing, dude? I am doing good. That's wonderful news. And we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What you drinking, dude? Uh, tonight, I am drinking a very nice scrimshaw that you uh, have uh, given to me. Yeah, scrimshaw. Uh, how about you? What are you drinking? Well, scrimshaw, I mean, you just be, I mean, it's North Coast Brewing Company. It's literally not even a mile from here. It's a... Some of our students work there. Yeah, at the restaurant. Popular brewery. It is. I have not been there. <laughs> You've never been to the brewery? I've never been there. We should go. We should. Well, if, we if didn't we, have to have this conversation on mic. I guess, if but. we ever actually get to uh, go to dinner before we podcast again. Oh, God. I miss those days. I miss those days where I wasn't shuffling kids around and doing stuff like before we record. Like, I was like, okay, wife, here's the children. Let's go do a thing. Yeah. Boy, my schedule is porked right now. But anyway, I am enjoying a West Coast IPA from Green Flash Brewing Company and uh, out of San Diego. I love it. Very cool, but I gotta go back a second. Did you say borked? Borked. Borked. Borked with a B. Okay. You never heard that expression? Never heard borked. Interesting. I've heard boinked. Yeah. There we go. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. And Will is, of course, at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. So take the time. Give us positive ratings. Still stuck at that number, dude. Still stuck at that number. Let's get that on, number up. On the on the iTunes, on the Wadio. Anyway, we do have the timestamps in the show notes. If you're not a SWOTOR fan, we don't have a ton of SWOTOR this week. Uh, but we do have some Star Wars news, so you don't want to stick around for that for sure. Um, but thanks to everybody in the chat room and who's coming and going. And we'll please participate. We would love to chat with you. So should we get to Star Wars Yoda Public, dude? Uh, absolutely. One day I want you to just say no. And then we just end the show. And that then, would be and, classic. And then I publish that. That would be classic. It's like a four-minute episode where you just say, nope, I'm not ready, and then we just end it. Why would I publish it, though? I don't know. I'm looking at the show notes, though, and looking at what you did this week. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know you did Heriox. I'm starting the bumper. Okay. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you. If you will only So, dude, we, uh, um, we're going to start Star Wars The Old Republic this week, uh, talking about what we, together, did in game. We actually played together <laughs> in game. In game. In Star Wars <laughs> The Old Republic, the game that you and I used to play together quite often, and now it's a rare occurrence indeed. Very rare. What did we do this week, dude? Uh, well... We had something that we had to postpone from the previous week that uh, the mocks and and uh, everybody had um, 
passionately casual and and the, mostly influencers. A lot of the yeah, influencers a lot of that, influencers, yeah. a lot of people from our guild, but it's it's mostly the influencers. It's all the people that do the uh, the the children's charity um, extra life every, extra life, every yep. year. Um, but they definitely stepped up, and we uh, we played to raise some money for uh, Houston. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. We did uh, what Terra from Beyond, <laughs> sixteen man. Oh yep. boy, it started a little earlier, so like um, it was a little early evening entertainment uh it was we got through it but um i have still not survived even though i've won a few the thing that sucks is I'm a, i died towards the end of that last run yeah but. well i'm a, I'm a squishy sniper but the thing is is like because i'm usually on point with what we do with terror from beyond on the pedestals right i'm always right there and then i throw up my my um my shield, shield thing yeah so i don't get hit as hard when they when they hit you right and then I get healed, but for some reason, um, my character froze for a split second, oh, God. and I couldn't get my shield up. And so when I got hit, I got slammed. Yeah, no, it was it was uh, it was a lot of fun though. Ultimately, and um, we had what at least seven of us, eight of us streaming. Yeah, <laughs> so it was, it was like almost ridiculous. half the group was streaming. We had a big uh, group stream. You can still catch that on Twitch. It was it was fun. If I remember, I'll put it in the show notes, but um oops i have my camera on the wrong side but anyway um it, but it was great because actually i was able to get a set piece um oh i got uh gloves and uh the mx15 gloves oh, or the, M- the mk15 gloves um and i've been sitting on mk15 um bracers for the longest time yeah i just hadn't ever uh traded them in and then so i you went and got both pieces yes nice um, so yeah, I'm just going right into what I did in game. Um, because what I did is I spent a lot of time upgrading my armor because I, what I had done, uh, months ago before the last patch was, um, I had put augments and everything in, um, of a, a set of, um, legacy gear, legacy gear yep. with, uh, two twenty eights, uh, mostly two twenty eights, mm-hmm. some two twenty sixes. And so, um, with these, uh, the new MK15s and the MK3s that you can craft. Right. They're all 230s. And so what I did is I started taking my augments out of the, the ones that I got the MK15s for. And I put those in. And then, uh, I did a whole bunch of heroics. So I was getting CXP and those things. And they were dropping the schematics for the MK3s. Oh, nice, dude. And so I made those. And so now I've got, um, six out of the eight or six out of seven or something. Six or seven on the set piece, probably. Yeah, on the set yeah. pieces. And nice. the MK3 and the MK15 uh, fill out the same uh, set piece. Yeah. So I, it, all the set pieces work towards the same set bonus, but it just depends on the level of um, uh, the stats on them. Right. Yeah. So so I've got uh, – it turns out I've got two MK15s and now four MK3s, nice. and then one thing I still haven't changed out. Um you know what's funny is the one thing that I don't have, I have six of seven and I've had it for a long time, but I just don't have, I think it's like, it's either bracers or boots. It's like one thing that I just, it never drops. And I have like close to forties on most things, but I'm just bragging. Continue. Two forties? Yeah. And I'm, I'm stuck here down here in poverty at two thirties. Well, I mean, one of us plays, one of us doesn't. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> anyway, dude, what else did you do, man? Um, that was pretty much it, but I'm I'm up to uh, I think sixty one. I'm actually Ooh. jumping up there, nice, and uh, yeah, so it's it's going good. I had some fun. I I was uh, just mostly running heroics. Nice. 
Yeah, well, um, I sadly I did miss Wog this last week. I wasn't feeling very well. I've been working my second job a lot, um, and I still was re- recovering, and I just I just couldn't quite make it last week. Um, so I skipped last week. I'm hoping to make Friday. Um, I've got a golf tournament, some events happening th- earlier that night, right? And my parents are coming that night, so I might be able to squeeze it in, in the middle there. Uh, but I might be pushing it, but we'll see. Um, and then next week, sat and the week after that, um, I, I'm. We have uh, people coming into town for our gaming night. Um, oh, right, right. Yeah, right. so it, it's one of those things where Friday nights are working, but because I'm working so much and because things are happening, I don't want to move nights because that's really the only night I can do it. But um, I I miss my woggers, my people, and I and I know I've been saying I'm not I'm trying not to say wog, but because um, I know it's. Uh, it, it, it is what it is, but what's an ops group? I don't, I don't want to miss my people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a, um, and you know, when we did the Houston thing, I had to come over here and play because my wifi is actually getting worse. Yeah. I don't even know how that's possible. It's so <laughs> intermittent. It's not even funny. That sucks, and, dude. uh, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, I've been doing a lot of heroics. I'm at tier three now because of all that CXP. Nice. Awesome. So I've been, uh, basically every time I open a bunch of packs after like a, um, after a raid night, I, I usually will get a couple set pieces to, uh, you know, replace the ones I have as far as stats. So it's kind of nice. So I've been playing with that. Um, oh, I did forget to, t- to mention that. Yeah. Um, I actually put in two tickets, um, for bugs and, um, they're both frustrating. One I've talked about last week is that every time I go in the Manon stronghold, it redoes the cinematic very similar to what Yavin oh, yeah, did that's when that's ongoing. Yeah. Exactly. So I put in a ticket for that. Sure. Um, and I think that's the one that they said that they haven't fixed and it's not like important yeah, for them not, right now. Not, it's, but the other one is, is deal with it. every single time I log in, my sniper has to respec its, its combat proficiency. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. So I put, I put in a ticket for that and they said that's going to be coming up in the next patch. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that, that's a good enough segue, I think, um, into news. Uh, that is literally the first thing I have in the dev tracker this week. Is oh, that okay. Utilities resetting every time I log in. And from what I do understand is that it is almost exclusive to, I think, snipers and gunslingers. Like it's, 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 I'm a sniper is my main. It's just, it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. And I haven't logged into my, I might actually just log into my sniper and my gunslinger just to see if it happens to me too. But, um, it has not happened on my assassin or any other tunes I've logged into, but that's the, um, it seems to be the thing. And, yeah, I, I think they're going to have that fix in 5.5. Uh, I think that's on the slate, but the issue is, um, which we'll get to a little bit later is 5.5, uh, has been pushed back just a titch. It looks like it's going to be like the 10th of October. So, yeah, but we'll, so it's a whole month of me having to, to respec every single time or reset my utilities. Yeah. I mean, are you going to, are you going to cry about it or? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, for God's sake. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Dial it back. All right. So Bastion server was having some issues. Um, I remember the Bastion. Remember yeah, we, we used to be on the Bastion? That's one the only reason of, I put it in here. One of the many servers that we've been on. Yeah. The only reason I put that in here is they were having some issues. Um, I think the, uh, the main issue for the Bastion was that, uh, it was just like plain unavailable for people. Um, it didn't take them long to, um, to, to get it back, but you know, that's been happening. There was some other login issues from other servers and stuff. So there's been some other bugs happening. Um, and, uh, one of the things I thought was kind of funny, uh, that <laughs> I was having this week was, you know, those captcha things. Yes. Um, I guess there was a bug that was preventing new players from signing up to the game. Really? And it had to do with the, with captcha. They figured that out pretty quick. Cause again, if you want people to sign up for your game, uh, and they, and they can't, 
deal with it because of something like that, that's going to dissuade people real quick. So they fix that pretty quickly too. Um, and there is a, the con, the conquest schedule has been updated as well. Um, so you can check that out and let's get to our discussion topic, dude. Um, the main, main thing is the CXP deal. And so because of all the downtime of the server and the last update and the issues that came with that, people were saying, uh, along the lines of, Hey, why not give us, um, keep the CXP bug going? Um, you know, bring back double CXP, uh, and XP sooner. Um, and so here's, I'm just going to kind of read through what Keith said. Um, and I'm interested to see your response because I don't, I don't think you've seen this. So he says, Recently, we've had more maintenances than normal. This was compounded by our updates, uh, update issues last Thursday, which led to over 10 hours of maintenance. Thursday's issue, along with the extra downtime, have impacted all of our playtime and especially are bothersome when you consider how much XP and CXP you lost from the double XP CXP event was running along with uh, the over the top CXP for daily areas. So we talked about last week, there's that major boost to CXP. Right. Um, that combined with a double CXP was just a really quick way for people, especially if they were worried about alts to jump in their alts and just power through CXP levels. You know right. what I mean? Um, so Keith goes on. He says, so to make sure your characters can take advantage from both, here's what we're going to do. First thing, since the double CXP slash CXP event ended on Tuesday, um, and again, this is on the 7th, we're recording on the 13th here. Um, we've decided to bring it back earlier than planned. That is, we had it scheduled to make, uh, it available in December around the holidays. Um, but I'll, it'll return with the launch of 5.5. So October. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and in a, in a later post, uh, it looks like that's instead of the end of this month, it's going to be October 10th, I think, or somewhere well, around that's perfect there. perfect for us because it's right near our fall break. Yeah. No, I'm pretty excited about that. I'm going to power through some levels. That's for sure. Um, and so that will give another full week uh, to benefit from the event. Very nice. Any comments on that? Uh, well, I didn't get to take advantage of any of the double. Oh, that's right. You weren't CXP. really playing. I, right. Well, I just didn't get a chance to get on. Right. And uh, so the CXP I did do this last week was after the the double. So after that, yeah. You kept saying, "Oh, you're getting like you know three thousand and no, I was getting like yeah, I was getting a lot more than that or something like that." Yeah, yeah. All right, so the next thing they're going to do is uh, the daily area bug is going to stick around for a few weeks, which I think is nice. They're not going out of their way to fix it. Okay, what's a list of the daily areas that are – I know it's Oricon. It, well, you're going to have to – I'll have to find the other posts. Okay, uh, it's, it's, it. Well, it's Section X, Black Hole, Oricon. It was Iocath, and I think they fixed that one. Um, CZ198? CZ198 are the ones that I can remember off. So it's basically all the original. The old ones. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of, and I think that's what he says. He says, as Eric mentioned in another post, our plan was to fix it next week in another patch, but we've decided to hold off on any change until game update 5.5. So that'll give us another month. Yeah. Um, I'm personally leveraging this as a means of playing my other tunes and raising their command rank to 300. Honestly, it's been a lot of fun seeing so many players taking advantage too. So, they're totally okay with it. Um, so it's not an exploit. So do it if you want. Awesome. Um, and it's very clear everyone is really enjoying high rewards on the daily missions. As a result, we're exploring some options such as increasing CXP values above their base rewards, making rotating daily objectives worth high bonuses and more. We'll let you know, uh, where we land on these discussions. But one thing is for certain higher CXP values are very motivational. Um, again, I want to thank you all uh, for your patience the last few weeks. So, uh, what's interesting about this is there is another follow-up post. Um, but what do you think about in some of these uh, 
preliminary ideas that they have as far as keeping increasing the bonuses and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I'm on board with that, and uh, I, I like how that they're, you know, they're understanding that because of things that they did um, that they had no control over that caused uh, people to not be able to get the bonuses. Right, they're taking that into account. So I'm, I'm, on, I'm good with this, and I'm on board. Plus, I'm a pretty easygoing player. So well, matter. same here. But also, um, what I think is important is they're acknowledging that if you give people uh, a incentive like that they're gonna do that content yes right so sp- keep it keep that in mind when i read this next thing so there was somebody who posted on the forums and i think they were a little salty and that's okay um and but keith responds really nicely so um the person posted uh says see your whole post your whole post and this is what stood out to me the most of all i accept that the team may well be looking at CXP rewards, Keith, and welcome that. However, with that said, if you think that the CXP gain for dailies was over the top, then perhaps I think the team is missing the whole point here. You really should start asking yourselves why players flock to do dailies for CXP. Perhaps I could suggest an answer to that, but I prefer you came to the natural conclusion among yourselves. I would also like to thank the developers developers for introducing this bug they should receive a bonus for doing so and if they would be so kind to introduce this bug to every other area of the game that rewards the xp i highly doubt you're receiving any complaints from the community um now obviously there's a little bit of sass happening there a little bit but what i like is keith's response he says you're actually reading way too much into that part of my post as we all agree with the sentiment everyone has communicated overall we concur with the comments about CXP rates, incentives, and having areas of the game with high CXP values is very motivational. We also fully understand the positive impact it has had for everyone. If we know daily areas are the only place to get uh, great CXP, then the rest of the content in the game gets ignored and eventually everyone will burn out. Hence, we need to make sure you can benefit from all areas of the game. We're reviewing uh, when we can get that effort done. So he, he, he kind of is basically saying like, you know, we want people to not feel like they have to do dailies in order to get the most CXP. Um, when all the CXP stuff got introduced, one of the more beneficial ways to get CXP was through ranked PvP. And Mox was one of those people right. in our guild, of course, um, who took advantage of that and leveled very quickly. But not all of us want to grind uh, um, ranked C- exactly. uh, ranked uh, PvP. So it, it's it's less about the fact that the incentives there, it's more about why let's bring everything up so everybody can choose to play the game they want to play and still feel like they're getting the rewards. So they're looking into that and I hope they come up with something cool. Yeah, it's, I don't know. For me, it's like a thing. It's like, if you raise everything up the same, then there's no benefit to anything because it just means, right. you know what I mean? What I would like to see, but, is, but what you're saying though, but, I get that, but at the same time, if they're higher than they are now, then people won't feel like they have to do that one thing. No, no, no. I, yeah. I, no, I understand. Okay. But what I'm saying is what I would personally like in a, the way to solve this would be imagine, and I don't know if there is a way to run an, an algorithm for this, whatever, but depending on gameplay as it goes, is those values will change, like say weekly or monthly. Sure. That if you're finding out that a whole bunch of people are playing, okay, great way to say it. Okay. When we went to Comic Con, so those of you who've been to Comic Con have been to San Diego, the Tipsy Crow, right? Right. They've got that. Yeah, I love that place. They've got that. Um, the uh, the market board where the more that a drink it gets, looks like kind of like a stock market board, right? The more a drink gets ordered, the more expensive it is. 
and everything else goes down. Right. Okay, so here I want the the, the inverse. I thought it was right? the opposite. If more people order it, it goes lower. I don't remember. No. No, it's the other way around. Right. Okay. So basically what I want is if everybody's playing dailies, the value of dailies go down while value of PvP goes up. Oh, and if people switch to PvP, PvP will go down, operations go up. Mm. And so basically you'll get – and it's not necessarily a rotation. It, it'll it be – A fluctuation. A fluctuation based on gameplay. Interesting. The Tipsy Crow um, initiative. Maybe. Exactly. I kind of like that, man. I mean, it would be kind of cool. Like if everybody's grinding dailies, okay. So then that starts to go down, but then you would almost have to have, it actually be kind of a fun little mini game almost because you'd have, and that was the fun part about that bar is it's like you look at the board and when you're getting ready to order another drink, you're like, okay, well, nobody's ordered a, uh, I don't know, a screwdriver in, in four hours. So that's right. two bucks. I'm going to order a screwdriver. Exactly. You know so, I mean? so think about things that, that, Get, I mean, like, there's the big things that everyone mentions, like ops, PvP, and, you know, sure. and heroics and dailies and stuff like that. But things that get completely ignored for the most part, like GSF. Yeah. All of a sudden, that's through the roof. Right, right. And so it gets people to go play our space missions. Or Well, and they, and they could reflect that. I, I like where we're going here. They could reflect that in the... um uh, commands, uh, interface. So you go to the command interface and, and there's it, just like a little stock market. Ticker. Right. Sure. And not only that, it could just like they do now, they highlight what's, um, the bonuses. Right. But the bonus, um, maybe they could grade the bonuses like, uh, you know, uh, bronze, silver, and gold. So they have right. like three things that are kind of rotating depending on what people are playing. I think they'd be badass. Dude. Yeah. It, it would keep people rotating from things. So like exactly. our group could be like, all right, we're going to do flashpoints because it's a bonus. But everybody's doing flashpoints now. Um, nobody's done GSF for a while. Let's do that. Exactly. Yeah. Let me. Yeah. I like where you're thinking. Thank you. Too bad Byro is not listening. I know, right? Um, <laughs> I think it'd be kind of fun. Um, and again, um, and I hope it would be if they did something like that. Um, God, I like that idea, dude. Because I really, I'm enjoying. I, I, I had. I think that bar. I have more. I had more fun in that bar over the last few years than I've had anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're. I mean, it's for. It's for, almost. It's almost like an interactive. No, bar. It's, you, it's no. It's interesting. Coming from guys named the Usual. Yeah. <laughs> it got us drinking things we didn't normally drink. Exactly. Yeah. And we were playing shuffleboard this yeah, last year. Exactly. And and hanging out with people and we're getting to know people and then we look up at the board. Okay, let's buy a round of this because it's three dollars instead of. Eight, eight you know what exactly. i mean and so that's yeah <laughs> i like what you're thinking um maybe it's because we haven't eaten and we're drinking but uh, I, I, <laughs> I, think, know, right? I think it's a good idea it'd be kind of fun to have a rotating system sort of um then there's not a flavor of the update so we have to up until 5.5 now we all know we can do these daily missions we're going to get burnout on it and then if they decide to up everything then it's like okay then it's just the norm Right. But it'd be kind of nice to have a little fluctuation, kind of almost like the um, what I think the dark and light side thing was supposed to be. It was right. supposed to incentivize you to, to do certain things in game and it never really happened. But um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm in. Too bad uh, nobody in the chat room is contributing to this because I think we came up with a cool idea. Yeah. Well, too bad there's nobody in the chat room. <laughs> well, uh, we don't say that. I'm going to cut that. But um <laughs> Just kidding, dude. It's a Wednesday. We usually record on a Thursday. And we never mentioned why we're recording on a Wednesday. I think we did a couple weeks ago, but I have to work Thursday nights going forward for a couple weeks. So right. we'll be doing Wednesdays. All right. Last thing in SWOTOR. Um, <laughs> roadmap. 
Roadmap, roadmap, roadmap. People want to people wanna know what the roadmap's about. Okay, I'm sorry. Every time you say roadmap, it reminds me of Family Guy whenever Peter decides to kick something and then he looks at the camera and goes, Roadhouse. <laughs> Which is funny because I just watched Roadhouse again a couple weeks ago. Did you really? I oh did. Oh, dude. That's funny. All right. So somebody obviously posted, um, you know, acknowledging obviously there was uh, weather in Texas. Yes. Um, and then saying, so... What about these things? So he said, what about the roadmap? Um, what about game update 5.5? There's going to be cost balancing. And what about returning companions? Obviously, everybody has to put in the returning companions thing. So um, Eric came up and he said, these are the four things. He said, the roadmap is still in progress. We've been shuffling some things around with respect to 5.5 and 5.6. And they need to be settled before um, we can know exactly what's coming and when. Um, number two. Uh, it's the plan to put out game update 5.5 in late September, but they made a decision to move it to early October, which, eh, it's the 10th. Um, they're saying the 10th, and it's gonna allow them to focus more on quality stuff so they don't have an issue like last time. Um, class balance is also the plan for 5.5, and returning companions is something people are interested in. Obviously, they're acknowledging that. Um, and of course, they'll update us when they know. So. Mako. Yeah, well. There's a lot of Mako enthusiasts out there, I gotta say. You know, considering, I mean, they've known since the very beginning of the game how popular she is. Yeah. You know, they've got to be planning something very long term. I hope so. There's a story of her majorly involved. Yeah, I hope so too. And considering that everything is kind of centered around Scorpio with uh, with the main storyline for the last couple of big patches, that right. um, um, it would just make complete sense. Can you imagine? Scorpio is like the ultimate AI going up against the the best slicer in the, in the uh, galaxy. Yeah, that'd be sick. Well, we're out of here, dude. Yeah, let's go on to uh, Star Wars. Let's get to the fun. I don't even know where my bumper is. Here we go. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. So I'm going to say Wednesday's a bad night. <laughs> I know, right? Everybody, like a bunch of our friends retweeted, but nobody's in there. And Wednesday's busy. Busy night. All right, dude. Um, let's get to Star Wars. Here we go. Um, you put the top news I in I did. Here. So we got just one little bit of news. This is actually convention news, but it's Star Wars specific. So, um, you know, as we know, a lot of people from the Star Wars universe goes to conventions, right? And of course, we lost Carrie Fisher this year. Um Harrison Ford is taking a major step back now that his character's dead. Right. Um, was it Jeremy Bullock uh, decided to stop touring uh, right. a year and a half ago? He was or the so? pilot, right? No, he was uh, Boba Fett. Oh, Boba Fett. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but today, David Prowse, well, not today, a couple days ago, David Prowse announced that he's retiring from the convention circuit. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, he's up there. He's, he's I think he's in his 80s. Yeah, he's got to be at least 80, right? I mean, yeah. So, I mean, and that makes sense. A lot of these guys are going to start retiring before they, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's only a matter of time. So, I, I would have loved to have seen, you know, some of these guys in, in, in at a convention. Yeah, well, and it's funny. It's, they, I mean, of course, you know, Peter Mayhew is going to have to stop going to convention soon either. I mean, he can't get right. out of a wheelchair most of the time. Um But it's funny. David Prowse and Jeremy Bullock, these are people who never took off their helmets anyways. Right, yeah. So. Yeah, nobody could probably pick David Prowse out of a lineup, probably, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
All right, so so that's it. Uh, getting into the canon stuff, we've we talked, uh, uh, you know, over the last month or so about the journey to the Last Jedi books stuff coming out, uh, written word stuff coming out. And last week, uh, Captain Phasma uh, comic book came out. Yeah, Captain Phasma a, number one. Yeah, and we got a couple of big things out of it. Yeah. Uh, first of all, we got the first canon appearance of. Oh yeah, BB nine E the the uh, you know. The other BB unit, yeah, the, the evil resist, one, <laughs> the the uh, the first order, yeah, one who's on um, Snoke's ship, right? That's gonna be cool, man. Yeah, and uh, one thing I I do love is because uh, about the comics is you kind of get stuff from different angles, right, from other viewpoints, and it turns out that although Phasma was not shown very much in the Force Awakens, right, it turns out that she was a witness in the woods to the Kylo and Rey battle at the end. Oh, really? So she saw it. Yeah. And so I really want to read the, the comic now to find out what that was all about. Well, and, and it'd be interesting to see the battle from her perspective. Was she going to take a shot at some point? Was she going to exactly. intervene? Like, um, or did she, was she afraid? Like, it'd be interesting to see, um, where she stood. Was her helmet off? Yes. That would be interesting too. Yeah. So, um, I, so I, I really want to read that comic soon. Yeah. And I'd like to actually, um, well, I mean, obviously we'll find out in December, but it'd be nice to see, um, Phasma, Without the helmet, um, acting, not act. I mean, we all know her as Brienne of Tarth, obviously from, right. from Game of Thrones. It'd be really cool, um, to see her with the helmet off and interacting, um, exactly. in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, cause she's a know? good actress, so. She is. And, you know, she, oh man, she played that role so well, Brienne of Tarth. Oh, I mean, yeah. And after reading the book, she was one of those characters that had so much depth and so much going on and so much loyalty and so many conflicts, you know? And I think that actually, you can always see the conflict on her face oh, yeah. whenever she's trying to be honorable. And stuff yeah. And true. she, and she pulled that off so well. So yes. I, I would love to see that in, in Star Wars. So cool. Um, all right, man. So let's get to the big news, huh? Yeah. Big news is all about episode nine. Should we, let's, let's bury the lead just a titch, um, and go back to the official statement. Um, on Colin Trevorrow. On firing. Colin Trevorrow. So Colin Trevorrow was fired. Obviously, we talked about right. this um, on our last show. Um, he was fired from. Did we talk about it? We did. Yes. Yeah, we talked about it. Um, Colin Trevorrow fired from episode nine. Um, the official statement. And I'm not going to read. We kind of did a little bit of the rumor mill a little bit last time, but um, the official line is this. Lucasfilm and Colin Trevorrow have mutually chosen to part ways on Star Wars um, Episode Nine. Colin has been a wonderful collaborator throughout the development process, but we have all come to the conclusion that our visions for the project differ. We wish Colin the best, and we'll be sharing more information about the film soon. I uh, that could have almost been word for word <laughs> when uh, they got rid of Lord and Miller. And isn't that the same thing? Yeah. Right. It's look. I think it's that they want security. And and. And there was another article I didn't put in here that was something along the lines of um, no director is bigger than the franchise. Exactly. Which is one reason – I think when we were talking about it last week, I mentioned that's one reason I like Marvel's game plan. Yeah. Is that it's the same way. They can bring in marquee directors like Kenneth Branagh and Joss mm-hmm. Whedon, but no director is bigger than the the overall scope of the story. It's 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 All this is building the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All this is building – this the this new Star Wars universe yes. under the uh, uh, Disney banner and 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 there's other articles out there. He became more difficult to work with, stuff like that. He was a little you know full of himself. It, you know whatever you want to buy or not buy. I mean we're looking at I was looking at stories from Hollywood Reporter and some other random stuff. But all that aside, 
you're right. This is almost exactly the same line they put out because they actually have a quote in this article Phil, uh, about uh, Lord Miller. Uh, that's very similar. It's like, look, y- you, we want you to do this. This is the story we're going. Yeah, we and- want we want your we want somebody who has vision, but we want your artistic vision, not your like we want your stylized vision, not your artistic vision. Well. And I I don't know. There was another one I almost put in here too, and I didn't. But I'm going to reference it because I, I I did read it. It had to do with um, who's the guy directing Ryan Johnson? Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson having creative freedom, and it's not that they don't want them to be creative. It's that be creative in their sandbox. In in the world that they've said, okay, we want these things to happen. This is the vision that we have. Now do what you want in there. Yes. And if you and if you're not that director, they're going to can you. Yeah, they are. And and the statistic is actually a little startling though. This is the third, right, out of four films that they yes. got rid of because mm-hmm. what's his name was supposed to do the Boba Fett movie and they got rid of him too. Yeah. Um Josh Trank. Trank. So a lot of people are looking at this like, well, uh, you know, uh, in a negative light, but I'm looking at it a little more in that, well, Let's make sure we're fulfilling the vision that we've promised the fans. We started, we have episode seven, we've done Rogue One, we've done, we've got Han Solo coming, we've got episode seven, you know, episode eight. Let's make sure that we are continuing along the line that, um, and you know, they have a vision, right? Yeah. You know what? The, 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 okay. And the, this is coming from somebody who used to work for Disney and is well versed in, in Hollywood and, and entertainment history. Um, Disney is very similar to what the old studio system kind of like was, right? Because back then you had like a stable of stars and stuff that you had under contract. And that's not what Disney does, but they had overall visions for the, for the studios. Right. And you would, they would hire in people to come in and do those visions, right? It wasn't until later that you started getting people like Billy Wilder who broke out of the system, you know, later on with Scorsese and stuff who were such auteurs and Kubrick that they um, kind of did that sort of thing, right? Right. But what Disney does is Disney is all about the product. Yeah. The ultimate end result is the product because that is what the consumers – the consumers honestly don't care about directors. They don't care about writers. They don't care about actors, actresses, or anything. They care about the product. What are they going to see on the screen ultimately? Exactly. You know, it's one of the main reasons why they had to get the big three back was – Right. It's not necessarily that – the actors themselves are that important. It's the the characters that they fulfill. Could you imagine? And and this is a weird side note. And 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 I'm glad you said that. If they had if they had started this new deal, if they had come back with episode seven and had no, and they didn't have the big three, I could. I mean, I could see them mentioning it offhandly. But if they didn't have them, no, it would it, not. It wouldn't go well. It would. And and I think that's why they. And especially JJ with his story, they had to make sure that they had the big three intertwined yes. in at least this because trilogy. No matter how good, uh, you know, Ridley, um, Boyega, and um, and they're great, and um, uh, Isaac were Isaac's, yeah. Um, they weren't. I mean, you would you would watch further movies because of them, right? But you wouldn't have gone to see the first movie without the big three. Yeah, and and well, we would have, but well, we would have gone. But we would have been thinking like, well, they're talking about Han Solo, but I don't see Han Solo. Exactly. You know what I mean? And now that they, they've they promised that, 
we're, I know we're going to get a conclusion to, obviously we're getting a conclusion to Carrie Fisher. We're going to get a conclusion, probably not in this movie, but definitely in episode nine for Luke. Yes. And then going forward, we're going to have our big, our new big three. Yes. And all these other characters that they've created, Phasma and Ren and all these other guys. Mm -hmm. Who knows how long Ren's going to last? But again, there's more stories to be told there, and they don't need the big three, but they needed them to start re rekindle this franchise, right? Right. The way that we feel about, uh, you know, Luke, Leia, Han, Darth Vader, Boba Fett, and Yoda mm -hmm. are how they're the, you know, your kids are going to think about Ray and Finn and Poe. But that's what that's the Maz point. And yeah, yeah, that's the point. They you want them to feel this way about these characters so that you can build from there, right? Right. Um, so we, boy, did we bury the lead. Um, so they obviously had to come up with a new director. Yes. And I'll let you announce it, sir. Um, well, they, it, it, it seems like they offered it first to Ryan Johnson. And he was, a, from what I saw, he was a front runner for it. And yeah. Well, the, from, there was an art, and actually I didn't put it in the show notes, but there's an article that came out today that, yeah, he was offered it. Oh, they actually offered interesting. It to him. Okay, and then he, but he was like, he didn't do a denial, denial thing. He basically just said, "I want to be a spectator of this next one." Yeah, I did. I saw something like right. that too. Um, so they they brought back JJ. JJ Abrams is coming back to do nine. I love. I oh man, boy, it's interesting when they make an announcement like this. I put. <laughs> I'll tell you, this is a funny little side note. In our little Twitter group, um, our Twitter group that uh, is around the uh, our our pucked cantina right um i put just this article the moment it, it hit i got the push notification because i get the notifications from star wars on twitter right i just copied the tweet slapped it in the chat then i went to work <laughs> a few hours went by my phone always buzzed in my pocket for various reasons and i ignored it at some point a couple hours later i looked and then I was like, oh, I missed a few messages they were back and forth and of course there was some some for some against jj and then I went back to work for a lot longer. Right. And I'd say three hours later, I looked and I had 85 missed <laughs> messages from the group. I don't know what happened. I even took a screen cap of the 85 messages and said, guys, what's happening? But long and the short of it is there's a little more divide here than I thought there'd be. But um, let's uh, how do you feel about it before we get into why people would be upset? Uh, I'm I'm great with it. I mean, I love Force Awakens. I yeah. like JJ as a director. Um, I think there was a very good um, uh, point that uh, Nerdist made because, mm. of course, this is all over Nerdist News yesterday. Mm. Um, and Jessica Chobot brought up a great point that JJ is great at building universes and horrible at finishing them. Okay. Which is why Alias and Felicity and Lost all ended poorly. Right. So as long as – I mean, this is going to wrap up a story. A trilogy. Of course. But it's not going to wrap up a whole thing. Right. And she, Nerdist hypothesized that, you know, he was great with Force Awakens because he could say, here's Snoke and yeah. here's Mons. Here's all these things. Now play with yeah, it. And yeah. And I don't need to know where they're going to go. Right. Now he's got to know where they go. Well, or <laughs> close up some things and leave some things open, too. You know what I mean? Exactly. Knowing the fact that you know they're going to make an episode 10, 11, 12. There's going to be another trilogy. I, they haven't announced it, but you have to imagine it's going to be. Right. That said, um, yeah, Lost and thing was interesting. I, I think that's a good point. And actually, to be perfectly honest, I enjoyed the Lost ending. I well, so did I. I actually, <sighs> I liked 
I liked Lost. I like all his stuff, and I like him as a director. And honestly, to be honest, uh, just to say this, I like him as a, a person. Yes. I think that he approaches his projects uh, with a certain level of um, – I don't know if reverence is the right word, but um, – Respect. Respect is the right word. Um, and especially when it comes to Star Wars, all of the stuff leading up to The Force Awakens, he handled the hype. He handled all that of is one the, thing he can handle stress and hype better than almost anybody. In and he did it when you when you saw him interviewed, you could tell like, look, this would rattle most people. And he's like, you know what? This is where I'm at, and exactly. this is what's going on, yep. and I'm not going to tell you anything. Exactly. Um. So I'm I'm on board only in that, and and I guess there's a lot more people that didn't like The Force Awakens than I thought. But I I personally that is my second and or third depending on the day um, favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah, it's great. Um, I love the film, and yeah, there's the criticism that it's a mirror of, um, you know, A New Hope, and yeah, it is. But it's a it's a mirror in that the same way. I guess I should say uh, it's not really Episode One doesn't count, but it's an origin story for a Force sensitive character. Yes, and. And the fact that it does mirror so closely the hero's journey and uh, Luke's journey um, with a female protagonist in a new era and with new friends and new uh, enemies, I think that's important. I don't care really how closely it was to it. And yeah, I think part of that film was an homage to episode four because, again, he approaches things with reverence and, and respect and I, I don't think of it as a ripoff of as, oh, he just rehashed episode four, because clearly he did I mean, not. Hell, I mean, A New Hope was a re- rehash of The Last, for- of the Last Fortress, so <laughs> yeah. come on. I mean, the, every, I mean, we all take things from other things, but at the same time, um, it's, it's, it's important to understand that I, I, I really enjoy The Force Awakens, and I, and I think JJ's gonna do episode nine well. I cannot wait, cannot wait to see what happens in episode eight. Only, oh yeah! Only I, I can't wait. Only in that I know it's going to be dark, and I know it's going to be different. And then to see what JJ does after that is going to be a trip. Yeah, well, I I really like Ryan Johnson. Um, yeah, I, I I think I was one of the few people that liked Looper better than most. I like Looper. Looper was great. Um, we never actually talked about Looper. I only no, saw it the one time in the theater. Right, and you know I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt has become a much better actor. Yeah, now I like that he's kid. Growing up, I mean, actually, I've got a little bit of news about him. He's by my it. age, as I say, kid. But um, but I mean, he <laughs> he was in the Dark Knight. He was Robin in Dark Knight Rises. He yeah. was great. He uh, um, brilliant in um, uh, Inception. Yeah, totally fantastic, mm-hmm. right? So, anyways, um, really quick, going back to JJ, he was brought in to direct and write it. Yeah, but they got him a co-writer. Well, who's the co-writer? They brought in Chris Terrio, who who's did that? Justice League. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Um, this is one of the, the the funny things. And he's a co-writer, not a Yeah, he's gonna be a co-writer. Okay, okay. Um so it's 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 funny how well I mean very much how like uh was it Kazdan was a co writer for Force Awakens. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um but it's funny how, you know, Joss Whedon goes from Marvel to DC and now we got DC going to Star Wars and I'm, Everyone's kind of going, and we we had Pat, uh, uh, Patty uh, Jenkins Jenkins go yeah. from Marvel to, to DC. I'm, I'm in, dude. I like that the writers, the I like that the most creative people that are behind some of these stories that we are consuming right now have no qualms with going back and forth between um, 
you know, DC and Marvel or Disney or whatever. I mean, if, if this, if, if we need a strong writer and that person's the right person, then get that person and let's well, not, absolutely. let's I mean, break down those it's walls. Funny because right? especially these major franchises and properties, they, they lend a lot to the history of comics. Right. Comics were the same way. They I mean, were. You're right. Alan Moore worked for multiple different people. I mean, Grant Morrison worked for multiple different people. I mean, and we, we lost a very famous comic person this week. Right. Um, Lynn Ween, we're going to talk about him a little bit later, but he worked for both Marvel and DC as yeah. well. But I think that's right. I mean, you know, it's like, look, I want to, I have this vision for this comic book. I need to find this artist or this writer to help me craft it. And I don't care who he works no, for. I we want them. We want storytellers. Yeah. And that, and I think that's what we're forgetting. We're in an age right now. And this is something I talk about with my students all the time. We're in an age of storytelling where it's, it's so epic. We need to make sure we have the best people on it. And there's, it's highly competitive, obviously, but why are we, why do we care if Joss Whedon goes over to DC? No, it, we don't. We're going to get a badass story out of it, hopefully. Exactly. And if we don't, we don't, but they wouldn't have hired him if we weren't. Exactly. You know, so, um, so one other thing that comes along with this, because we could talk about this all day, obviously, but um, the release date has moved from May to back to December. Yes, exactly. Um, so we're looking at December 20th, 2019 now for episode nine. Right. And um, that's actually going to change another release date under the Disney banner. And we'll get to that later in Disney. And just keep that in mind that because something moved from this date to that date, right. that means something's got to move off of that date because that's a big date. That makes sense. And fill that hole. So we'll, yep. we'll talk about that later. Um, so we got a little bit of Last Jedi news. Um, we're done with episode nine. We got a little bit of Last Jedi. Um, you did the first one here. What do you have to say? Uh, yeah. So this is just, uh, I just wanted to throw this out there. There's a really cool cover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is for Empire Magazine. Yeah. And this is, is Empire Magazine. Yeah. It's a British entertainment magazine. And it's, it's, it's just a, such a cool cover for, um, and there's, there's, Really, no one in the chat room right now that I think needs to see this, but I have a link in the show notes. But check this out. Yeah, it's great. Um, and it's and it's a really nice look of Luke and Le- uh, Luke and Leia, Luke and um, Ray back to back. Um, she's got the lightsaber ignited. He's looking off in the distance. Um, and th- the tagline's kind of cool. There is another, uh, and it says "The Last Jedi," and I think that's really really cool. Yeah, very um, cool. And I haven't dived into any stories that go along with that cover yet, but uh, maybe we could talk about that next week as that stuff comes to light. Yeah, so. possible. Cool. Um, and talking about Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, as we found out with Force Awakens, a lot of people did voice cameos or yeah. behind or in costume cameos. Like yep. Daniel Craig is a stormtrooper and Kevin Smith is the Kevin voice Smith of a stormtrooper yeah. and stuff like that. And there was a female stormtrooper too somewhere in there. Yes. Um, well, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who worked with Ryan Johnson on um, on Looper, he was brought in and he does the voice of an alien. No way. Oh, and, that's cool. Um, he has a, a line or two in, uh, and Ryan Johnson just come out and said, see if you can pick out Joe's voice. And oh, that'd be great. And everything. So it's not Joe, it's not him on screen. It's the voice of an it's alien. It's the voice. Yeah. That's cool, man. Uh, I like that um, directors do stuff like that. JJ put uh, Homeboy in the movie, too. Yeah. Um, and uh, as a, as an X wing pilot and stuff, and I like that they bring their friends in, um, and and do that kind of stuff. I think that's cool. Um, Ryan Johnson, uh, I have this one in here also. Um, and there's just one line I wanted to pick out of this, but he compares uh, Snoke to the Emperor, and and I, I mean this is obvious, but at the same time there was a line that he said that I thought was kind of cool. He said, 
Um, and I, I guess this was from Empire, so this is part of it. Um, he says, um, we got the whole story of Palpatine's rise to power in the prequels, but in the original films, he's exactly who he needs to be. He's just the Emperor. Um, director Ryan Johnson tells Empire, he's a dark force, the scary thing behind the thing. That was entirely how I approached Snoke. I wasn't interested in explaining where he came from or telling his story, um, except where it serves this story. Yeah, you know, you think about that with, with the Emperor in, in, um, in Empire and Jedi. Yeah. You get nothing about him. You get a name yeah. and, a, and a malevolence. And that's, that's it. All you get. And, and, I think what's bumming people, what's going to bum people out with that particular sentiment is that, well, we're, we're not going to get, is it, it's not going to be Mace Windu. It's not going to be Ezra. It's not going to be Kane. It's not going to be anybody. Well, this yet. is, well, you got to remember, this is Ryan Johnson doing this. This is right. episode eight. So it might not I get know. solved in episode eight, but JJ might tie it up. No, I understand. But what I'm saying, we're not going to get the history behind Snoke right. in episode eight. Exactly. Um, which is, which is fine with me. Uh, I, 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 I do like the speculation a bit, but I totally see that in, um, the journey to the, f- to whatever the title of episode nine is, sure. we're going to get a Snoke book. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. I think that's what's going to happen next yeah. year. So well, two years from now. Nice prediction. All right. Um, so we only got one, you know, it's funny. We still get a little tidbits of, of older movies. So we got one little piece of news oh, I didn't from see this. the what? force awakens and it came to light uh, this week that Billy Lord, who is Carrie Fisher's Carrie daughter, Fisher's daughter and she yeah. had a bit part in Force Awakens. She had originally a pl- uh, audition for Ray. No crap. Wow. Um, of course, Daisy Ridley knocked her audition. Yeah, out we've of seen part. that audition. That auditions are ridiculous. Exactly. But uh, it's kind of cool that you see things like this. Yeah, I know. And and I like that Billy Lord went for it, considering her mom's role in the franchise. I think that would have been that there would have been something pretty cool about seeing her. On, I can imagine. Her as Ray, knowing that she's Carrie Fisher's daughter. Yeah. Do you think one of the reasons maybe she didn't get the job was because they didn't want people to tie? They didn't want to be like, well, she's obviously her. Like differentiating between that would have been harder. It would have been difficult. But I'd be interested to see how the audition went. I mean, you know, she's a good actress, from what I understand. Yeah, that would that would be cool. And she looks the part. She could have done it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get to Rebels. Yeah, we got a little, we got a couple little tidbits of uh, TV news. Um, season four, and this is really interesting, and I think this is just the way that people watch TV now. Yeah. Is, um, I mean, I never actually watched Rebels when it was airing. So did. you did with I your girls. It. So it was always airing, what, on Fridays or Saturdays? Uh, yeah, I think it moved dates once too, but yeah. But it was, it was like, Fridays. Right, in early evening, right? Like seven or eight or something. Yeah. Like that. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, it turns out the it's going to air multiple times on premiere date, like every mm. three hours. Mm. And the first airing is going to be at twelve thirty a.m. Eastern time. Interesting. On um, I can't remember what the date is, but yeah. I'll, I'll pull it up while you. But do. just that's every every week. It's gonna it's gonna air at twelve thirty a.m. Eastern time. So that means we're going to get a ten thirty p.m. Uh, Pacific airing. Um, but it's going to be multiple times. Interesting. So it, yeah, I kind of like that. Oh, it's going to be on Mondays. Um, multiple airings of the show, Disney XD throughout the day. Yeah, a publicist uh, for Lucasfilm revealed that while there'll be multiple airings of the show on Disney XD throughout the day, the premieres will take place on Mondays at 12.30 a.m. Eastern, beginning October 16th. Very Which interesting. Which means 10.30 p.m. Sunday. Uh-huh. Pacific. Interesting. Previously, new episodes of the series were Saturdays. It was Saturday. On Disney XD, which is no longer the case, and the premieres will still air at the expected 9 p.m. Um, Eastern time slot. That's interesting. 
But for those of you that can't wait to get their latest on the goes, you can see new episodes early that day. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah well, and the first couple episodes have been named too. Yeah, they named uh, the first six, I think. Yeah, the first two. Well, there's a two part: Heroes of Mandalore Part One and Two. Yeah, you kind of saw that one coming. Yeah, and the name of the Rebellion Part One and Two is the next two. So there's two two parters back to back. Cool. That's cool. All right. So uh, what do we got about Star Killer? Well, this is interesting. Um, so Star Killer is actually, well, okay. <laughs> Star Killer is in the uh, Force Unleashed video games. Yes. Okay. He's the, the character, guy, not Star Killer. The, the character. Right. He's the one you see pulling the uh, Star Destroyer out of the sky in in that long ago right. uh, trailer for the video Va- game. Yeah, he's Vader's unknown apprentice. Exactly, which is pretty darn cool. Um, and he says, so I, I'm just going to, I'm going to kind of go through this here. He says, um, the person who did the voice actor in the game, uh, his name is uh, actor Sam Witwer has portrayed a few iconic characters in the, in the Star Wars universe, but he is the first major break in the, in the galaxy for Starkiller in the game. And, um, it's non-canonical, obviously. And he says, uh, he went to Twitter and he said, and you're going to, you're going to like this. Uh, he set the internet ablaze when he re- revealed the news on Twitch on a Twitch stream while playing the game alongside his fellow actors, Dave Collins. He said, so Dave, um, Filoni obviously did share with me, by the way, he considered making star killer an inquisitor in star Wars rebels, cool. which would have been cool. Um, it didn't quite fit the story that they were telling, but he did think about it, um, because he thought it would be really interesting. And he says, um, and then of course he was asked if he's going to appear in Rebels, but obviously I have no idea, he says, and they're closing on the fourth season. And obviously, uh, he says, um, Starkiller isn't in Rebel season four. Um, so it comes down to what story they need to tell. It would have been kind of cool to see him as an inquisitor though, considering how, um, it, it might be, it, it kind of might have been, it, I'm thinking it wouldn't have fit the story because of how powerful he was. In the game, too. Right. Well, I don't um, think it would have made sense because it was, he was somebody that Vader was hiding. Right. Um, as his so why would he? Yeah. So there's no way that the Emperor would have made him an, 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 uh, an Inquisitor. An Inquisitor. Exactly. So anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, All right. So Forces of Destiny, which uh, they already uh, aired the first eight episodes which are all about the women mm-hmm. of star wars the next eight are going to air in october and they're going to center around finn and han and a couple other characters nice. uh they announced that the next eight are going to air in uh 2018 cool so we already got a third season that's in the works that's pretty cool man i still need to watch all those they're only like two minutes each but i gotta find them all in a clump that i can watch them they're on plex all right i know thanks buddy you're all right um and the last thing here yeah so there was no fanfare to this no (laughs) announcement no nothing but with battlefront 2 coming out um disney has made uh the entire dlc season pass for the first battlefront movie free so if you go to the to their website and download it for yeah the video game yeah for uh xbox ps4 or pc or pc origin um, it's completely free. That's awesome to play the uh, to get the game. Um, of course, if you have Xbox, you have to pay for Xbox Live. Sure, but the game itself is free. Nice. So I actually might download this. I might so too, just so I have it. Yeah, same here. I'm might, well, might as well download it while it's free. Cool, man. All right, dude. So let's get to our last section, huh? Yeah, time for uh, some uh, usual. I got. I got to tell you though, man. I, I. I mean, as a quick side note before we get into this, because we don't have too much left. I. I. I'm. I'm really. 
I, there's a lot of people out there saying they're less excited because of JJ. I'm more excited. I, I think I'm more excited because I, I think it really depends on how you felt about The Force Awakens. And I didn't have any major issues. Um, I didn't have any major issues. I love the film. So I'm excited to see what he does. And I love him as a director and as a storyteller. So, Absolutely. Um, I just had to say that for some reason because I just felt like people are upset and, and I hate them. I hate you. <laughs> well, here we are. <laughs> I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. All right. So, last section. We have bad news, of course, to start with. Yeah, we lost a couple of legends this week. Um, and we'll, first of all, let's mention Len Wein. We mentioned him earlier. Uh, he passed away at the age of 69. Um, he was a legend in the comics universe. Um, uh, most notably as an editor and, and a creator, uh, he created Wolverine. Yeah. Wow. Um, I That's mean, crazy, for, man. you know, the fact that, um, uh, Stanley created the X-Men, but, you know, Len Wein created Wolverine. Wow. Uh, who is the, you know, the standard bearer of the X-Men. Sure. Uh, but not only that, he was the editor on the Watchmen. That's, I mean, and, and it's, it's heartbreaking. You see all this stuff on, on social media and thanks. To, and I love that social media exists now because of this. You can see people actually reacting. I mean, not videos. And so I don't watch stuff like that, but right. like, and they were all over social media. I mean, you right. Jackman coming out and talking about it and it's just, but you have you have people who whose lives were changed because these characters existed, um, coming out and saying um, how much that that person's life meant to him. I think that's really important. So yeah, absolutely. Um, the other one really hits close to home for me. I I was really bummed when I heard this, and even though he passed away at the age of ninety eight, who is this Disney legend Exitensio? Um, yeah. His full name was was Xavier, but he always went by X, and that's how he signed his name. Yeah. Um, you obviously don't know his name, but he did the music for Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, no. Haunted Mansion. Uh, oh, no, I'm he, sad. Yeah, he worked with Disney on, on his last couple of rides. Oh. He worked with Mark Davis on a lot of stuff, but um, uh, he was a great musician. I was afraid to click on the article, and yeah, now and I know why. Oh. And, I mean... For everybody that goes to Disneyland, you always hear "Yo ho, yo ho, pirates life for yeah. me" and "Grim grinning ghosts," and he's the guy that did the music. Oh man, um, he's fantastic. I mean, he was one of the original Disney legends. He was one of the first to go right. go into the their their pantheon. Um, and Is actually, he one of the heads in Haunted Mansion? No, I don't remember who the heads are, but anyway, no, but just, he's I not, had to but ask. he is, but he is great. Yeah. Um, and um, one of my favorite pieces of artwork that I have is a uh a, a drawing of um one of the uh the pirates on pirates caribbean the one that's leaning on the cannon with the gun right and it's signed by mark davis who designed the the the, the ride mm. or not the, the not the imaginary he was the artist so he designed the the, the right. view um his wife alice davis who is the costumer for the ride and exitensia who wrote the music oh, man. and all three of them signed it and there was only 500 of these made Oh my god! That's and so crazy. it's one thing I have, and now all three are gone. And uh, uh, um, and I also have a, a, a. You still have it? I do. Wow. Um, when my brother and I went to Disneyland for the 35th anniversary of Haunted Mansion, this is back in 1999, I think, um, right around there. And um, one of the things you could buy was a limited edition CD mm -hmm. of 
all the music from Haunted Mansion, yeah. and they only did 999 of them. Of course they did. Because 999 Happy Haunts, yeah. and uh, Exitensio signed the CD as well, so wow. I've got that as well, and it's just like, he's one of my favorite Disney people, and yeah. uh, just to hear that he passed away is just heartbreaking. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Like I said, I mean, it's 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 interesting, um, although we may never meet any of these people you know, it's again, going back to the, is the impact, you know, it's, yeah. that's something you and your brother did. It's something that you shared. It's something that's, um, it's really important to Disney history. And, um, and I mean, I, like I said, I mean, I, as many times I've been at Disney, many times I've been on those two rides. Those are two of my very favorite rides in the park. Um, and a lot of it has to do with the music and, and, um, and that's, ah, it's a bummer. So it is a bummer. Anyway. Um, on a weirder note, so we, there's been some rumors that, uh, Futurama is coming back. I've been hearing things in the wind. Uh, but it's coming back in a weirdly, really weird way. Okay. Tell me all about it. It's coming out tomorrow. Okay. okay. Um, but tomorrow it's being September 14th. September 14th. Um, fans of Futurama will get an all new adventure starring all of your favorite characters. But in a whole new way, USA Today revealed that the original cast are reuniting to tell a 42-minute tale in the form of a radio drama. That's cool. <laughs> Which debuts September 14th on SoundCloud and Nerdist. So um, the project is called Radio Rama, um, <laughs> and it will go a meta route with USA Today explaining that the podcast will also feature characters including Fry, uh, Leela, and they list the actors' names, of course, and appropriately... Um, uh, Klaxon, Nefarious Life Form. Oh, cool. Uh, and that kind of thing. And it's, uh, there are no new TV episodes or movies in the pipeline at the moment. Um, the, uh, David X. Cohen said. So sadly, this is what we're going to get. But- well, I mean, this just shows that, um, the way that content is consumed now is such a varied thing. I mean, it's not just television. It's not just network television. It's not just cable. It's, yeah. you know, you're getting webisodes and you're getting Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and whatever. But, also, um, with the rise of podcasts and, you know, the, uh, the thrilling adventure hour and yeah. stuff like that, the, the medium of radio is coming back. I mean, and it goes back to what, what is, what does Kevin Smith call his, his, uh, internet podcasting empire? Oh, podcast internet radio. Yeah. It's radio is right there in the name. Right. But what, what kills me, what's really exciting for me is that, and I, and I haven't said this in, in a really long time is Futurama is, um, I think my favorite animated thing, period. Yeah, you love it. And, you know, I love Archer. I love, you know, Family Guy, stuff like that. But, um, Futurama always spoke to me. I think it was partially, it was the science fantasy of it all. Yeah. Um, and the satire, obviously, and, and just spoofing well, two everything my, yeah, in two pop my, culture. Yeah, two of my favorite things in, uh, in animated comedy is one, the, where with all the heads of, yeah. of all the different people, but the, uh, the moon, theme park on the moon on the moon yeah uh there's a couple episodes um that i'll just throw out there one of them is the one where they go to pluto to save the uh the penguins uh and there's this big penguin preserve on on pluto but in order to do so in order to save them the penguin enthusiasts uh have to they decide they have to kill them um, and there's just like all these little things like that and they do spoofs on iPhones and, and stuff like that. So it's, 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 um, it's by far my, my favorite show. So I'm not sure why our feed went down, but here we are. 
Anyway, I'm glad this is going to happen. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to get it on SoundCloud or whatever I need to get it on. And uh, I'll listen to it. 42 minutes. I can bust that out. I would love it. Absolutely. All right. So let's get on to the next thing. Um, we got a couple of uh, TV news. Uh, it was announced today that the Doctor Who spinoff class uh, is not coming back for a second season. I figured. I uh, The wife and I enjoyed it. We watched it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't... Um, I just didn't think there was enough there to to hold uh, at least a second season. Honestly, right. well, our friend Michaela, she's a huge fan of class, and yeah. I told her today, and she was basically screaming at me through Facebook. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, I mean, class was good. Um, I didn't. I never really got invested in all the characters. There was a couple I liked. Um, I think they. Were, I felt. Sometimes they were kind of going a little more almost Game of Thrones this where they kill people. The other thing is uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, LA Confidential, is getting brought by CBS into the TV environment, mm. which is really interesting because actually right after uh, – um, After all this time, that's really interesting. Well, right after it came out, they actually shot a pilot oh. and they had Kiefer Sutherland playing the Bud White role, right? Okay. Which is the uh, Russell Crowe role. Um, and it's a good thing the the pilot didn't get picked up because since he didn't that didn't pick up, he was able to do the pilot for a little show we call Twenty Four. Oh, so if Twenty Four, so if Ellie Confidential that was only that was a minor thing. Yeah, so if Ellie Confidential had been picked up back in nineteen ninety eight, he wouldn't have been or ninety nine, he wouldn't have been able to do Wow Twenty Four. <laughs> um, so so they're going to be doing it. Um, I hope that they're going to base it a little bit more on the book series because there's actually four books in the series. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I think that would be cool. Yeah. Um, and that, let's uh, get into, you've got a little bit of uh, DCEU news. Yeah, the only DC news we have really is Wonder Woman news, and Patty Jenkins has been officially signed for Wonder Woman sequel. Yeah, this was announced a few weeks ago, but she's officially signed now, and I'm sure it's uh, for a boatload of money. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't uh, look into the money part of it, but uh, they just... they. They had. They said that they were talking to her. They just haven't officially signed yet, right? Exactly. And now that they've come it's up with it, now the contract is signed. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, Aladdin Disney news. Yeah. So as we talked about earlier, that that uh, episode nine was moving from May to December. Of course, something had to move from December. So right. Aladdin, which was set for December twentieth, is now moving up to May twenty fourth. Interesting. And actually, Will Smith put a couple of pictures up on like Instagram or something of him with the with the cast and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, he's playing the genie. He's playing the genie, which well, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> does it? Not really. I'm but having we'll a hard time with the Aladdin one, but we'll see how it comes. Well, it's out. been a while since he's done a comedy. It's been a long time since Aladdin was a thing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not want to be that guy, but. You're that guy. Uh, become him. Uh, so I, I threw this in here because, and I asked you earlier if you want to talk about this. There's this, I don't know how we want to say it, but. Well, let's start with the, the last part first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we all know that, that Disney is pulling out of Netflix from what we hear over the next couple of years. Right. But how is that going to affect the ne- the Marvel Netflix series? Right. Um, and, and I think that's, well, how it's going to affect it, we're not sure. but. Um, what if, and this is a little bit of conjecture, I think, on this other article oh, that I have in conjecture. here, um, major, um, is if, should Disney just buy Netflix? Um, I think it would be great for Disney. Oh, sure. I think it would be bad for Netflix. Well, and I think that Disney has a couple, oh, Disney, the, the person who wrote the article actually has a couple pretty good points, um, that Disney never really caught up. No, they with, were way behind on internet. With internet and streaming and all this other stuff. And now they're trying to play catch up. Would it be easier for them just to be like, well, 
F it. Let's just buy Netflix. And then we can put all our stuff on there. And then all of this goes through us. Yeah. Well, they don't have to. It would be a, a save them a huge amount of money on infrastructure. Sure. Because then Obviously. they don't have to build their own streaming service. Exactly. Right? Um, this actually reminds me. Disney's always late to new media. Mm-hmm. It really cracks me up. Um, cause I remember I was working, uh, in, in movie stores when, uh, HD DVD first came out. Right. right. And so we now call Blu-ray cause it's the only, per- only HD DVD on the market. Right. But back when it happened, you had, uh, Sony's HD DVD and then you had Blu-ray. Right. Right. And uh, Microsoft actually got on the HD DVD back, uh, bandwagon cause right. that was what no, happened. I'm sorry. Sony was, was. It was, was Microsoft. Blu-ray, was Blu-ray. Right. And HD DVD was, was, uh, Microsoft. Right. Um, and they were both head to head and Microsoft was actually the, the HD DVD was actually a little bit ahead. Um, and the, all the marketing was Blu-ray was blue packaging and HD right. DVD was red. Um, but it wasn't until, uh, uh, Paramount, but then Disney said, we're going Blu-ray. Right. And with Paramount, that's back then Paramount, it was, Godfather and all the, Indiana yeah. Jones and the stuff that people were going to want to buy right. a lot on, of Spielberg right. stuff. And then, um, Disney was all the Disney stuff. Right. And now, it, and so that's why Blu-ray is the way it is. And HD DVD went the way of the Dodo. Exactly. Um, and, and I think this is an interesting conversation. I just don't know. Um, I'm hoping that because Marvel, what, what has, what I'm afraid of is all these other things that are in development through Netflix, right? Um, the Marvel shows, right? But in 2019, is this going to be the last? What I, what I what I don't want to happen is is this going to be the last season for Jessica Jones and Daredevil right. and all that? Well, well, getting away from just the Marvel Netflix stuff, Netflix puts out great content. They absolutely do. I mean, House of Cards. And, and you recently watched uh, that crazy ass show recently. Yeah, right? Friends of College. Friends, Fr- Friends from College. <laughs> yeah, so they put out all this great content. I love that show. And it just reminds me back when Disney picked up Miramax or right. when they picked up Dimension. It's just like, you know, there was great artistic stuff coming out of there, and then it kind of just died. Right. And I uh, don't want that to happen. Well, I don't want that to happen either. And so I hope that these Marvel shows stay on Netflix. I mean, they're Netflix right. shows, yes. right? Um, I'd hate for them to go to some – Streaming service from Disney that may or may not pan out. Of course, it probably will because of what they're going to bring to the table. But are people going to subscribe to it in the ways that they described in Netflix? Because uh, Netflix is so established and so, so, uh, basically what people think of when they think of ben, binge watching TV, they say, I'm going to go watch Netflix. Right. We already have you know? Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. Right. Is there really room for another major streaming service? I honestly don't think so, man. I really and 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 I like to say that there is, but I don't want to subscribe. I don't want to subscribe to another one. I have all three of those. Exactly, it's another ten bucks a month. Yeah, I I spend enough on streaming services. I granted, I don't pay for uh, cable anymore, but uh, now that it's football season, I'm starting to feel that. But at the same time, I'm like my my sister Donna. Her girlfriend got her Sunday ticket for the birthday. I love Sunday ticket and. But not even being able to like turn on like what was it Monday night? Turn on Monday night football. I was like, oh, that's right. Who's on ESPN? I'm like, oh, I guess. Hmm. Well, that was weird. So exactly. it's one of those things. So um, I don't know. We'll we'll kind of see how this pans out. We have another what two years? Yeah, this is a long term issue that we'll just, yeah we'll delve into. We just want to bring it up now. Yeah. Um, we got a couple things from Fox. Um, Suicide Squad two, which we've been talking about the last few weeks, that they're really trying to push this. Uh, Gavin O'Connor is going to be directing. Um, 
And uh, Gavin O'Connor's great. He did. Um, What's that name stuff? Uh, I am drawing a blank right now, but I will bring it up here in just a second. Oh, he did The Accountant with Ben oh, Affleck. Wow. Okay. So uh, he wrote and directed that, which is a fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, so that's great. And then we also got news that X-Force, which is basically Deadpool 3, is going to be uh, written and directed by Drew Goddard. Cool. Um, who did uh, the first season of Daredevil. That's right. That's why the name sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah so that, that season. They're getting sick. great people to do that stuff. Yeah. Um, so flipping over to Marvel, uh, Stan Lee has filmed his next five cameo cameos for MC uh, movie MCU movies. Uh, I think this is super important, um, and we've talked about this before. Well, he's but ninety four. He's super old, and I don't know how much longer he's gonna be able to do the cameos. But as long as the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going. Um, and he's alive, uh, we're going to expect to see him in the movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, you think about it, what's already in production. I mean, Thor is done. Right. Okay. Black Panther's in post-production. Right. Mar- uh, Captain Marvel's in pre-production, so they probably just filmed his stuff for that. And, and then the two Avenger War. movies. Right. That's the five right there is yeah. what I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, we also, in, in the distant horizon, what do we have? Ant-Man 2. Oh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, yeah, I forgot. That's we have Ant-Man and the Wasp. We've also got, um, there's something else going, too. Um, the next Spider-Man? No, they haven't started that. They haven't started um, that. I know there's, there's got to be one more, right? Or maybe it's just Ant-Man I, I was it, thinking yeah. Okay. Doctor Strange, they haven't talked about a sequel yet, huh? Uh, they're going to be doing one, but it's not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that, anyway, that's going to be in in stage four and phase four. Phase four. Well, I'm glad they're. I'm glad that Stanley's uh, doing what he's doing. Um, and it's always great to see him in the movies. I always. It's funny um, because I do Guardians of the Galaxy. We just recently watched it with the with my students, and uh, when Stanley's on the on the screen and and Groot's calling him a a, a grade A prevert or whatever yeah. pervert or whatever, and it's just like, I say, oh, that's Stanley, and kids are like. Who? What? Yeah. what? And it's just like, yeah, that is one of the greatest humans to ever uh, grace, uh, uh, you know, geek culture. So you're welcome for seeing him on screen. Exactly. Um, we actually got a little bit of non-news news uh, this week, too, and I didn't put it in the show notes. But Leonardo DiCaprio has come out and said that he wouldn't mind playing Stan Lee in a biopic. I almost put that in, and I was like, I don't know how much this is rumor or him just saying something, but that's why it's it's not. I, news think, news. I think I think he would. He would I think he'd be really good. I I like him as an actor, and I think that once he says he's a person, and and we it, we see him as that person, he's really good that way. Like Gatsby, for example. Yes, he did really well. I mean, you say what you want about that film. He was great as Howard Hughes in The Aviator. Yeah, and and so there's these things where um he's such a good actor, um. I would buy the fact that he's a young Stanley for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, so we've got uh, Sony news. So Venom has been uh, production has been delayed to the fall, but the release date hasn't been changed yet. Right. Well, they probably just gave it a huge birth of a window, and yeah. there's things moving around. Yeah. So the, instead of starting, they were supposed to start September first, I think. Um, they delayed it to uh, early October. So yeah. Um, and then we got a little bit of smod news this week. Yeah, Brian, that's exciting. Yeah, Brian O'Halloran, who did the voice or did the character Dante Hicks in the Clerks movies, that's exciting, is confirmed for Jay and Silent Bob uh, reboot return. Yeah, and and this is one of those things where um, Smith works for a while to try to get people, and Brian's hard to pin down. Um, there's a couple guys uh, that are integral to his success. Yes. Um, early clerks guys and stuff like that where it 
going to take a lot to get them to get to the come to the movie, and yes. I'm glad that he got Brian. Well, and the great thing about Brian is that he plays different roles. Yeah, he played Dante in the, in the the Clerks movies. Um, he played the uh, the uh, the contestant in Mallrats. Oh, I loved it. He played the it. TV reporter in Dogma. That's right. Uh, he had a role in Chasing Amy, but I forget who. Right. Um, and the funny thing is, is evidently he might play them all. Oh, I love it. I love it. I hope he does. Um, um, if you're gonna re if you're gonna name something a reboot. Reboot the poop out of it exactly. and get all everybody to come back and play all their roles. If and if you play ben multiple and, roles, put them get, all in the same movie. Yeah, if they don't get Matt and Ben back, they won't. They won't. There's no chance. He hasn't even talked to Ben in I years. I think, he, I think he'd get Matt. Ben would be a little bit harder. Yeah, he might. Yeah, and and uh, thanks um, in the chat. Finally, somebody. Um, too little. Yeah, no. Uh, Jeff Anderson, I highly doubt will come back too. Yeah, he hasn't been back for a and, long time, and it's tough because Nonsense he's Clerks too. Well, and it took a everything yeah. to get him to come to for Clerks too. Um, and think about it, Rosario Dawson, how popular is she now? Um, Ben Affleck is on another level. Jason Lee, um, Jason Lee, Matt Damon, these guys who were in Kevin Smith movies, Chris um, Rock. Chris, Salma yeah, Chris Rock and Salma Hayek, yeah. I mean, some of these guys, some are dead. Carrie <laughs> Fisher and George Carlin. And George Carlin, he's dead. So it's it's really interesting, and I, I, I would love oh, to Alan see. Rickman. And Alan Rickman, too. Damn, I forgot about Rickman. Oh, that hurts. Um, but Anderson, I hope Ander- I hope we can get Anderson to come back for this one, um, if not just for a second. Like, nothing big. Just, just hang out for a yeah, minute. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Come in for a day, dude. Yeah. So... We'll see. Um, I listen to all his podcasts. So I'm hoping he'll, he'll mention how this stuff's going down and, um, we'll see. I know he's really excited about the reboot. I'm excited about it because it's a spoof on reboots. Yes. Um, and just to see where he goes with it. Well, just, it, it reminds me of, uh, in Janice and Bob Strike Back when they go to the, the Hollywood studios. Right. And you see the little clip of, Goodwill Hunting 2 hunting season. <laughs> Lion yeah. face. Lion yeah. face. Oh, Lion face. so Lion good, face. dude. And it's stuff like that that I I, I want to see again. Applesauce, so. bitch. <laughs> All right. So last thing, convention news. Yeah, last thing. Um, we haven't had convention news for a while, but um, I guess, well, press opened up for San yes. Diego Comic-Con. And we don't have to worry about that for once. We don't have to worry about any of it because we have press for one more year, which yes, is exciting. Do. And uh, so we don't have to worry about that. And then Zachary Levi, who um, is obviously in charge of Nerd HQ, um, is working on getting it to be a nonprofit organization. And here's the deal. Here's what I did. I put this in the show notes, and I'm only going to talk about this really quickly. But there's a couple of reasons why they didn't. They pulled out of uh, San Diego Comic Con. One, of course, was backing. Another was scheduling and that kind of thing. Right. Um. And I guess he did an Indiegogo to try to get people to back it, um, back the organization. It's just not working out. People yeah, well, don't I mean, seem to be showing up. No, I mean, well, it's not like, um, you know, Geek and Sundry Nerdist who have right. legendary entertainment behind them. Right. And this is just, this is him. And he's trying to do this organization. So he's trying to rebrand it as a nonprofit. That's his goal right Which now. Most of the, the, I mean, all the, uh, the things that were going on there were all charity based stuff anyways. Right. And so, He's working on that. Something, uh, something smiles. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Something for smiles. I can't remember. Um, talk for smiles, something like that. But the, the idea though is that he, although he was doing that for charity, it was not a nonprofit. So he's trying to rebrand as a nonprofit and he's putting it up. And so if people want to back him and you want to see 
and people were saying, "Hey, bring Nerd HQ to this thing and this thing." He says, "Well, you have to show up money. and 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 help us." Yeah. So follow the link. Um, Buy their merch. Yeah, support them if you want to see them. Otherwise, he's probably going to dissolve it, which is sad. Yeah. So hopefully this happens because Nerd HQ was a really cool thing. So if that's something you want to see in your local area or at a convention or something near you, um, or at San Diego Comic Con again. Um, get behind it. it and support it exactly. and, and, and get it going. So I just had to throw that in there because, um, that was something we talked about leading up to, uh, San Diego that was lacking for sure. Yes. So. All right, man. We've been talking long enough. Should we get out of here? Let's get out of here. All right. So thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at the usual podcast.com. Email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. We're at, I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter and Will is at I'm Will Griggs. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Find us on your favorite podcatchers um, and like us and share us and all that. Tell your friends. And if you want to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do that. Patreon.com slash usual podcast. Uh, the best way to support the show is give us a buck or two an episode. And yeah, we do when we have more trailers, we do trailer time and that's an exclusive. We also do blooper reels like what we probably just heard if you're tuning into the live show and, uh, also some other incentives as well as, uh, socks and all kinds of stuff. And, um, that's the best way to help us, but there's another way audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. If you want to get a free audiobook, if you like audiobooks, get that on us. We get 15 bucks and, uh, and yeah, pick up the new Phasma book. Yeah. Phasma's coming out. Um, there's tons of books on there. So ironically, absolutely not. Anyway, uh, are we done? Uh, we're done. <laughs> Let's go ahead and take off. Um, I want to make sure everyone out there just has a fun. Yeah. Have a fun. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Yeah. No, it's not up there. Ironically, we had a whole discussion about it. Dude. <laughs>